Yo, man, what do you mean you can't close that new townhouse you bought in Bancroft, man? I thought you were, like, loaded, bro. Wasn't it still under construction, Mr. Genius Investor? I don't know. I think it was the mofo. <laughs> But like, seriously, bro, does Maggie know? Don't you talk about her. Keep Maggie's name out of your mouth. Whoa, 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 man. Why don't you breathe or something? Maybe you should talk to that really cool Realtor. guy that convinced you to buy that townhouse, bro. What do you think of that, man? Hello. In Rod we trust? How can I make your money mine today? Uh, hey Mr. Rod, it's me, uh, 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 about that townhouse. Who is this? Bad connection. Are you underwater or something? <sighs> all, all clear, all, all clear, everything okay? A everything okay? Can't hear you. Maybe I'm in a elevator? Hmm, that's strange. I'll, I'll try again. It must be time for the Canadian real estate show. How the heck did we get Tom to agree to that? <laughs> I know. It's like we're going to ruin people's oh, careers squeaky, here on this show. Speaking oh. clean reputation. Holy smokes, hanging what? around with a bunch of bandicoots like us. Crazy. What a wonderful intro. And TK, everybody's going to have to stay tuned to see how things play out for our friend a little bit very, later on very in the show. Ending to this one. It will be funny. That I can guarantee you. TK, what a friggin' week this week was holy cow i feel like like i just know, woke up and like you're, you're always affected by by the weeks more than me you know i'm just sort of how does that make any sense even Why? keel you know i just sort of just sort of i just i'm in the grass you know or i'm just kind of looking over like you know what's going on out what's there okay out no, there? it's not yeah. safe no, it's not go safe back. to go outside yet. go back right go back <laughs> stay Let's go away. back to my computer yeah yeah, great week. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff to talk about. As you mentioned, great guest today. Once guess. again, what is going on around here? TK, we're so close to 5,000 subs, man. It's going to happen. Hit that button. They can't stop us Hit now. Hit that button. They're not going to hold us back. Yeah, don't hold us back. Hit the like, comment, say something, do something. Check out the clips channel. Even if it's like the, the down thumb button, like, I don't know. I'm sure YouTube cares if people vote it down as well. Yeah, right? they do it. They, it's negative. TK, it's negative. Okay, don't do just, that, guys. Don't do that. Just stay in your lane, bro. All right. Okay. All right. I'll go what back to are we? We got so much to talk about, but Tom's like uh, pretty in tune. So let's just let's get Tom on. Jump here. him in here. Right? Let's get Tom on here. I want to find out what um, Tom has to say. Okay. We Perfect. are What's going good. on, guys. Look at this guy. Look at this Fabioso. guy. Hold on. I got to change my background. Daryl oh. sent me a, a wallpaper. 
No, this is good. Keep it how is, it is. It's perfect. This is good. Yeah, All right, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. It's Looks good. Is that your new place, Tom? Is that where you are? You at home or? No, I'm actually uh, I'm at my uh, cottage this weekend, and I don't trust the internet. So one of my good friends has the Remax office like 20 minutes away. Yeah. But uh, they're doing, but they turn this section to like a presentation center. So I'm like sitting in a model suite right now. Oh, nice. Well, we appreciate you grabbing the good internet because you know how important it is to have good audio and video for these things. This guy, okay. Like, how do you have time for one channel, let alone two channels? First of all, I don't. But but you don't do. forget like, all the news, the news interviews. Like he turns down three out of four right. news interviews, but You're he on does the news. still one out of four. So that's yeah. a lot of commitment too. You know, the actual answer, if you want like the real boring answer, is is finding leverage for for your time. And it's just that like it's not just me anymore, that there's a lot of people helping with things. The Tom um, Story team. The team has been amazing. And for the podcast, truthfully, I just show up and talk. Steve does all the back end. Yeah. I'm just the guy that gets mm. the guests, right? So I just show Steve's up and talk, Darryl. and that's it. How much? She's my Daryl. How, how much is uh, nobody can be your Daryl, please? How much is he paying you to uh, be on your show there, Tom? Steve? Oh, a lot. I can't disclose <laughs> it officially, but it's not a small number. It in, did, Did we ask last time he was here why the hell it's the Tom Story show and not the Steve Karras show? Yeah, Explain those can, negotiations too. Yeah, what happened? There, I can tell Steve. you that negotiation. So yeah, good one. Initially, Steve. the idea of the show, we didn't know what we were going to call it. It was going to be me, Steve, and Nolan every week. It was going to be the three of us. Ooh. And at that time, I it was like either Nolan wanted to do way more than we wanted to do, or he couldn't commit. I forget what it was. So then it was like, okay, now it's me and Steve. Let's figure out what this is going to be. And then I was kind of on the edge of like, because we were talking about like, I don't have the time to do all these things anymore. Yeah. And I think Steve kind of knew and he's like, well, why don't we call it the Tom story show? And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that sounds yeah, good. That works <laughs> for me. All right. Okay. <laughs> and he knew how to get it and he knew how to get me to commit. And looking back, I'm like, he set me up for it. But so at, at this point though, it, it really is truly a 50, 50 show. It's me and Steve every week, the same as you guys. Well, you can't get out. That's for sure. Not with the name of the show, right? Well, that's it. And Steve has always been clear that when he says something that gets us in trouble, it's going to be quoted as Steve of the Tom Story Show. Uh, so I'm going to be dragged in anything he does. Yeah. Genius. Very funny. You both have to worry about what your co-host is going to do and say. How, this how is, does that feel? This is, this is a very like great question to ask, though, Tom. It's like, yeah. when do you become known as Tom Story, you know, from Royal Page? Tom story from you know your YouTube channel or yeah. Tom story from the Tom story show like, it's interesting because what are you now well I hope I'm just Tom story from Royal LePage because that's that's why definitely I do are, everything yeah. right like yeah I I've been very clear about this like I had no goals of becoming like a YouTuber um I was a business owner that that saw YouTube as an opportunity to get my message out and and the big thing that I've always believed for any business is that visibility beats ability. So you obviously got to be good, but it doesn't matter if you're good, if nobody knows. Right. So that's literally nice. what social media um, was mm. to me. But because I'm in you know a big city like Toronto and a lot of our viewership is from Toronto, people do stop me on the street sometime and say hi. And uh, these days it's the podcast, which has been pretty cool. The, the podcast from seems the to podcast. be, I think people are really, I think there's, there's like a wave right now of this long form 
that's mm-hmm. really kind of building. And I think people really like it. I share right. those sentiments. I'd All love right. for people to tell me, hey, TK, you're that great real estate agent who dominates the market and you're just so damn good looking. But no, they're like, hey, you're, guy, you're the guy from the podcast, right? And yeah, I really like Daryl. He's the funny one. <laughs> and I'm just like, thanks. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. Anyways, listen, everybody's here to talk about real estate, including us. And there's a shit ton of real estate news going on. I don't even know where to start. Like this list is insane. But what... I was out last night and like, I don't care if you're middle class, upper middle class, lower class on uh, in a, on a street corner in a tent, like you are feeling something looming right now. Like, and depending on the industry you're in, you could already be like seeing some pretty bad days already. And so, you know, Tensions are getting hotter. You see people fighting on the 401. And you know, you guys know for sure, like you're talking to people that are either in denial and, you know, in trouble currently or about to be in trouble and kind of trying to get ahead of things. But uh, there's a common theme right now that like, uh oh, like maybe we should batten down the hatches. Right. So, so like what, What's going on in Tom Story's world? Is it like, is everybody happy? Is everything good? Or are people like starting to freak out? Before you answer Tom quickly, let's just all come to the conclusion right now that the market is trending downwards. It is. We're not here to pump the market in any way. It is trending downwards. This market is three months of decline and, you know, continuing on that pace as far as we all know. So. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. So I'll give you two different answers, one for like an industry answer for real estate and then and then a consumer answer based on the conversations I've been having. So I did a um I got hired. I do some public speaking stuff within the industry and I got hired by a by a big brokerage to come in and do their kickoff event last week. And yes. I kind of I asked the room and this was a room of like some pretty big name real estate agents that that you guys would know. And I'm like, "How's everyone feeling right now? Like is anyone happy with their year?" Just like, give me a, a hands up if you're happy. Not one person. And everyone was like, we're, we're not feeling good right now. It's not going. That, that's not to say they're not doing any sales, right? It's just like, they're not at what they're used to. Um, so I looked back and I ran the numbers till the end of August for the first eight months of the year. And so I pretty much trade in the 416 area code. So I just did 416. So in the 416 area code in 2021 for the first eight months, we had over 30,000 transactions. Okay, which was insane. Busiest year we ever had. Crazy year. Last year, 2022, by end of uh, August, we had 22,000 sales. Hmm. So, okay, big drop off, which made sense from the year before. This year, so far, we're at 17,000. So we're 40% down from 2021, and we are 15% down from last year. Hmm. So, like... The math is pretty simple. If you're someone in the real estate industry that sells real estate for a living, the opportunities to do so are less and less than they've been from what you were used to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are feeling it. People are having really, really tough years because also, you know, TK, maybe you're seeing this in the team model. I'm having weekly conversations with people that want to join our team, but it's more of like, a, can you save me because I don't know what to do? Are you a real estate agent and you're looking to make a change? Anywhere in Ontario, guess what? We're hiring. Franklin and Associates, number one team in the GTA for all REMAX teams, number one team for 
all teams from all companies for a number of units sold uh, throughout Toronto. So if you're looking to make a change, best decision I ever made was to join Franklin Associates. Go to jointeamleo.com and we can set up a call. Mm-hmm. So people there will who were be... successful at one point. Yeah. And now this year they're not having the 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 year that they thought they would, right? And not to sound like, like I want More people successful. to succeed. Yeah, I want people to succeed. But, you know, a cleanse of the real estate industry is probably not the worst thing, no. right? It's like let's just get the people in here that actually know what they're doing and give good advice and aren't just running around hoping that the market's good. Like that's not what we need. Mm-hmm. No. We've had some pretty sharp people join recently, yeah, so which is great for the team model is you start, you're not just pulling in somebody in their first year, you're pulling in someone with 10 years and however many transactions and all this experience. And and they just couldn't, uh, you know, get it together the last 18 months or whatever. And so they're realizing I better do something different. And then right, on right. top of that, with everything else, like I actually, I had a chat with a real estate agent yesterday when I was driving and he was like, I'm at this crossroads of my business and I'm doing pretty well. But I'm looking and I'm like, I thought I made good money, but I'm looking at my bank and I'm like, where do they all go? Mm-hmm. Right. And it was interesting because I was like, OK, well, let's do your business expenses. But what we figured out, it was his life expenses. It was sure. his mortgage in the last two weeks. I'm a I'm a YouTube premium guy for life. It, that went up a dollar per month. My my Disney went up a dollar per month. Something else went up a dollar. per month. My my brokerage fees. This sounds silly. Went up three dollars per month. Criminal. No, but it's all, all things, yeah. one but, thing but, after the other, one on top of the other, on top of the other. And for a decent amount of time now, it's been just kind of compounding on itself. You said something that I think is exactly the issue. You said it's not at the level that they're used to, right? And not not only is it currently not, but they're forecasting out that it's going to get worse than it is now. And people are like, I can kind of hang on now, but if it gets worse, man, this is going to really like not be um, sustainable. Right. Yeah. So, 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 but I don't even understand. So TK, you said you brought over some, some good guys and Tom, you're saying that, you know, some people uh, that have had some success are kind of looking for a place to go now, but like, then there's just more of you in one room that are all going like, this sucks. There's nothing to do. Like, uh, can, can we split that one? Like what, what the hell does the team do when they're still the same full of uh, real estate agents discussing uh, needs before? No, but no, but seriously, (laughs) like there's not any more sales to get. No, but getting a piece of one is better than getting nothing right and and i've said this for Mm. a long time we talk about disruptors in the industry and you talk about these new tech platforms or whatever the biggest disruptor in the real estate industry the last 10 years has been tk's team not specifically you but that model because you guys have way more budget behind you way more marketing you have more administrative staff so you can just focus on doing your job people that are going up against you guys and versions of you guys you know across the country there's a bunch of them in the last few years that are it's tough Major, to beat yeah. to get the market share from the teams that have that, you know, type of army behind them. Yeah. And that's where it's going. So we had a number out before, and I don't know what this is, but I'll just give an example is 10 years. No, when I first started, so 15 years ago, nobody was doing a team. Like if there was a team, it was just a guy and he had an assistant and that was it. And then about 10 years ago, teams came up and it was like, five percent of the business you know like it was just like they they just started to come around and maybe they'd be the top in their market or or whatever right but now that number again i'm making this up totally it would be like 
20% of the business is now in the hands of the big, large mega teams. And I believe that that number will continue to grow. There's going to be and more and more mega teams coming and growing and taking over market share. And people will realize the consumer will say, why would I hire my cousin, Jim, who's going to be doing it all, who doesn't have the marketing, who doesn't have the, the, the admin staff, who doesn't have the services, who doesn't have the experience. He's only selling 30 houses a year, as opposed to a team who could be doing 300, 600, 1,000. Some of them are doing crazy numbers. So, And, and Daryl, just for you and people listening that are like, what what's the difference to me as a consumer, right? Uh, they have someone specifically for everything. They have in-house staging, they have in-house marketing, and it actually is probably a better experience, right? Because things are be being taken care of for you. And at the end of the day, real estate is also an extremely lonely business. And it's sometimes nice to talk to other people at the office instead of right, just Right, right. That's what I was getting at, is it's like a, a more comfortable scenario to go through this. But okay, what, so one, what- Just correction here, just before we move on. One yeah. agent can do the same job as a team. One agent can, but they can only do it for one client at a time. Right. which means by the end of the year, they've sold 10 houses. And how much experience does that agent have after only selling 10 houses in the last year? And they do that every year at that level of service compared right. to a team selling hundreds, doing the same service, right? So right. now you have this experience factor. You're going to get more, your finger will be on the pulse. You're going to get better advice. You're going to have a much better experience because now you've got someone who's really in tune with what's going on. Right. Okay. So let's, the market's going down, but the prices are still ridiculous. Young people don't have a hope in hell at even renting a place, quite honestly. Immigrants, they I don't know how they get a place to live at all because, I mean, who's letting them rent a place? They have no credit. They have no history. They may not even have a job. Like... So, so again, it's like there's uneasiness and you see now the government is reacting to things in the last week. They're recognizing that there's an issue and people are mad because they're starting to throw things out there. I think some of it is in response to like even Trudeau now has woke up and gone, oh, geez, like houses aren't affordable right now. We better we better try and do something because, you know, young Canadians need to live somewhere, too. Right. But like you're helping these people. And when you do the math, like the math doesn't work anymore in Toronto unless somebody is giving you a giant sum of money, right? Because how in the world does a 25-year-old person making even 80 grand a year end up with like a decent place that's not 400 square feet somewhere? They don't. They don't, right? And so like- you see all these videos of these younger kids going like, what's the point anymore? I make more money than I've ever made. And I'm broker than I've ever been. I can barely even make ends meet. I, or I saw this woman, she's like, I make 34 bucks an hour and I can't even make ends meet. So how, how the hell is this going to play out soon? Did you see the, the the thing about like the mayor of the small town that couldn't afford to buy a property? Yeah, we talked about, talk about it. That? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's crazy. And I, and I agree. So she's 28. She lives at home, right? Makes, I think she made 90 grand or something on the mayor's salary. She also said in the article, she was only looking at detached properties. Right. So what it should have said is 28 year old that lives at home who happens to be the mayor can't afford a detached property as their first home, but that's not going to get any clicks. Right. So, but, and I'm not trying to say what Daryl's saying isn't hundred percent. Right. It's just like, we're only hearing the, the TikToks that blow the up. Mayor? Or, 
Or, yeah, no, the mayor became like the this, highlight there. No, but hold on. I think the thing to highlight is the fact that 90 grand doesn't get you any kind of life at all in this city. No, anymore. but it could buy it could probably buy her again. I don't know her town. It probably could have bought her an entry-level condo easily. Right. But that's it, what everybody dreams of, it. right? Yeah, well, when they're growing up, it's like, I hope I can have like a I hope you know, I can have a mayor. She's not a judge. Right. Turns into a bed. I hope I can get one of those. That'll she got be elected because she's fucking cool. So right? so what do you think? What do you think happens now? Because okay. e even if, you know, all the greenbelt stuff, let's say let's say we build on all of it. It's not affordable housing, right? That doesn't really solve anything. It brings more inventory, which would be good for overall prices. But they're not building homes to sell for cheap, right? No, and none of it the things. Create, it might just create a ceiling on pricing where yeah. there, we don't have any major increases Hang for on. the next 10 years. And that, you know, it just kind of slowly goes up as opposed to what people think, which is, oh, well, maybe it's going to drop down to, you know, back 2016 levels. No, those developers aren't going to sell Probably it any won't. cheaper. No, but than you're what also they can get in the market. You don't just go like that, and then there's a bunch of inventory to balance things out. Like well, this we're is going to take. Right now, we're I know, okay. but so is the government, or I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Because who in their right mind goes, okay, even this new HST or GST thing? I don't know which one it is. It's, I'm hearing for, all kinds of stuff. It's for rental buildings, purpose. No, rental. but that's great because I mean, where are all these start. people supposed to live? I mean, we need rental yeah. buildings. This is a wonderful start. But again, it's like. The inventory won't come online for, I don't know, four years. They're going to fast track some of this stuff. Maybe it's four it's like years. 2035, they have to, at the latest, be built. Daryl. It's crazy. Yeah. Can I say something that you're probably not going to expect from me? Yes. I don't think there's an inventory issue. No. I think there is an affordable, affordable inventory, inventory issue, issue or an inventory issue for what people want. I just tweeted that exact sentence. I swear to God, that's exactly what it is. It's not inventory because there's we had Jordan on last week and he proved to us that there's I got lots of inventory for sale right now. If anybody yeah. wants one, I got inventory. Yeah, there's inventory for sale. But the people that want to buy the demand that is flooding the market, they can't afford the stuff that's for sale. And the stuff that's for sale is like these middle tier people that got in too deep that need to sell now. And everybody's going to go, uh oh, like we should probably sell now. But there's no one that can afford their houses here. But that's the fucking crazy thing is there are people that can afford their houses here. And they're do you, you guys are doing the deals every day. Who's coming in with this money and with a 6% interest rate and able to close now? Like how, but it's happening even 17,000 times is like, I can, a lot. I can tell you like in the, in the million plus market, cause we help a lot of people trade up right now. We're selling their condos and then helping them buy like a semi or something or, or some detached homes. Uh, we don't have any clients that it's like, this is my first purchase. I have 20% saved, even if they were able to do it and they're buying a house for 1.4 with 20% down. Usually they have much more than 20% down because they bought the condo six years ago, right? It's the it's the the appreciation and equity that they built over time. And then, frankly, and like this isn't like news. Lots of our clients get help from parents. Lots. That's what you have to have, and this, the only way, right? And it's because you're concentrated in Toronto that it's lots of your clients, but not everybody. I mean, the percentage of people that actually do get help from their parents is not that big. Like but it's let's not. just like let's just kind of like lay out the land here. Okay. So why are you living in Toronto? Like why if you're mm. a young person and you're like, oh, I'm 
I'm, you know, looking for this great house and all that kind of stuff. I have well, the right like, to live move, here. Move to like some other city in Canada and get out. No, but all my friends and family are here. Oh, I have so the right have to friends live and here. Family here in yes. Toronto. So therefore, the chances, the odds of you being in that position financially, that socioeconomic status that you have means that you probably come from the average middle class family, which means that your parents are baby boomers and they got money and that they've done well and that they've seen the opportunities that they've realized from the market. And that's why I believe it's way higher than any number we could ever prove on piece, on paper that says parents are helping more often than not because there's so many silent deals. I, I mentioned it to one guy the other day and he was like, he didn't want to tell me because he didn't want his kids to feel like they were like being like coddled. But I knew right away, just, just him explaining the story. I was like, yeah. you have helped these kids and they're my age. They're, you know, like late thirties. Uh, they're, they're, they're definitely 100% being, being helped by the parents. So sure. there's a ton of people who are not disclosing the fact that they're helping their kids. And if you're living in Toronto right now, the odds are your parents also live here. And if your parents also live here and you've grown up here, the odds are that they have got a ton of equity in their home. They probably have paid off their home mm -hmm. and that they are in the position to help you. So that's why it's, it, it's something that otherwise, if you're just not in that position, you know, you're a new immigrant, right? You came from, you know, maybe a family where, you know, they were struggling, so they didn't have a, a place to own or something like that. Different, different life challenges. Those exist too. Or you're a Canadian, but your parents live somewhere else. And you can make the decision to go somewhere else because you don't have those roots here. Maybe you grew up in another part of Canada or something like that. So that's why I think the Toronto people who are hell bent on living in Toronto have got more help from parents than the typical average profile that we can come up in our head. Well, because... If you it was the, if it's the same timeline, right? And you grew up in Toronto or in Edmonton, and your parents bought a property in one of those two places at the same time, the people in Toronto just have more money because the properties went up and Edmonton went like this, right? Yeah. Yep. Like Daryl, they live the same lifestyle. Daryl, if you left the GTA and you and you couldn't leave Canada, where would you go? Saskatchewan. Why Saskatchewan? Because it's three hundred thousand bucks for a nice big property with a house on it. Okay. Because if I'm leaving Toronto, it's not to go somewhere that I'm dreaming of. It's to get the fuck out of this crazy place because I'm sick of working so hard for the same thing that's over there. Right? Can you do what you do over there? I can do what I do everywhere. I'm a wizard, bro. No, but seriously, anybody can do what they do anywhere. Have you seen our skits, Tom? Yeah, Have you Jesus. seen the quality of the skits that we're? I heard, there's a new, I heard there's a new actor that's pretty good, but I yeah. haven't seen them yet. I yeah, don't know how really the hell good. we convinced that guy to get involved. I don't know. It's probably going to ruin. He's going to be full of regret. It, will. It's, <laughs> it, about it did. You just don't know it yet because it was at the hours. beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but but seriously, like I talk on the show all the time that I want to get the hell out of here, that it's too expensive. And it's not like I'm broke or anything, right? Like I can afford to live here, but it's like, I work really hard for this money. Why the hell do I want to just all of a sudden pay like 30% more for my mortgage, right? Like the house didn't get any better. If anything, the house is getting worse over time, right? So the house is getting worse, the market's going down, right? And I got to pay more for this thing and work harder because, hey, guess what? Now I got to figure out how to fucking afford everything for my kids too, right? Right? Wow. And if you're my age, like the parents' health is going down. So now you got to start right. figuring out what the hell's going on with that. And it's all gone up so much lately. It is insane. And so if you are starting out, like, 
I don't remember feeling like it was such a crazy, insurmountable climb, right? I remember going six figures, bro. That's all I need. If I hit those six figures, we're 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 grooving. Anything over that is gravy. And you, if I mean, I'm a little older than you guys, but like if you hit six figures when you were like in your late 20s, mid 20s, when I was that age, you were fucking rocking and rolling, right? You had everything and some savings, right? And now if you make 150 grand, good luck saving a penny or I don't know where the hell you're living. Yeah, not in Toronto. No, not if you're now, starting out, TK. Now, Forget now, about having let me, let me Let me just hold on here. This is your, I'm Mr. You know, Mr. Responsible over here. So yeah. the example Tom gave earlier about talking to an agent whose life expenses has got gotten out of hand, right? He made a commitment. I don't know what the, the total was, but he's obviously living beyond his means. Most right? people are. Anyway. If you have $150,000 income, okay? And you go and rent an apartment for $2,500 a month, okay? And so you're in 30 grand a year. How, how are you not living a comfortable life with 150K income? Oh, you decided to buy a $800,000 home and you decided to you know drive a $1,000 a month car and oh, you decided to go on these vacations because you felt like making that much money, you were entitled to do that. Now you got an issue. But like, $150,000 is a lot of money to live on. Huh? There are people listening right now who are living on half of that doing just fine. Where? So it's it's a in Toronto because they what? are responsible and that and their lifestyle meets what they're able to 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 maintain. So they're living within their means. They're, it's it's an amazing concept. You should try it. I something. wonder like what? if everyone what was the forced. Fuck is that? <laughs> I'm if telling everyone you. was forced to give up what they had now to downscale, right? Which yeah. may, might be coming. Who knows? I hope right, so. might have any choice. I hope people well, you put that up. You even put if it's that the car next generation. Busters, you know, uh -huh. you trade down your house and you buy something smaller. People could do it and still survive, but they wouldn't like the outcome. Right. I I've had one car since the pandemic because what like we didn't even need one car during the pandemic, and we've been trying to juggle it since. But like, it is so ridiculous now because life went back to normal now. That's a whole other story we can talk about. You want to segue into life going back into like uh, lockdown mode at all? You want to touch on that a bit? Because yeah. it's happening. I mean, let's be realistic. And it's kind of sad because it literally just felt like it was really back to normal. But like masks are out in full force. You see Dr. Tam? I did, yes. Yeah, you see Dr. Tam talking about <laughs> the uh, use of masks and how we should all have a habit already formed. Because, right? what's next? What's going to be next? Think about this. Mm -hmm. I got a story to tell first before we get into any of that stuff. So, ha yeah, I know. All right. So there's a, um, there's a property, it's a property I sold Tom in, um, in Whitby. Okay. Yep. Now this was a nursing home. It was around since the sixties. They had, uh, um, you know, and it's an additions built stuff like that. It was like 80,000 square feet, 130 beds, like big establishment during COVID they, um, had, about 40 people die. So the ministry came and shut them down. They were, cause they were old. Like the building was old. It wasn't, it was one of those places and it got in there and it just, you know, a lot of people died. They're all older and vulnerable. And so the ministry took over. They, they were at the end. They, there was no more licensing. There was nothing they could do with this building. So they came to us to sell the property. So about a year and change ago, maybe now or more they came to us we sold the property we had a bunch of bids from builders uh, land developers people and everything else and this one company came in and they overbid everybody and paid like a crazy price 
and we were all very happy and that everyone was like amazing at the time the region had called me after it was conditional during the due diligence period Durham region called me and said hey we're gonna um look at doing a homeless shelter there like can you find out if like if it doesn't if a deal falls through let us know or if they're willing to rent to us let us know so i was like all right well i'll let you know deal didn't fall through went firm closed it everything was fine so about a week ago a guy calls me and he goes he's a realtor i know him he's a, he's a, a durham realtor he says oh did you hear about the the nursing home da, 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 da. they sold it to the region it's going to be a homeless shelter we're now going to have this homeless shelter in our community it's crazy like what the hell's going on and i was just like well how much did they sell it for <laughs> and it was 5.7 million dollars more than they bought it off of us for and the guy who's a really big developer who bought it who owns tons of hotels and stuff like that basically said i talked to his agent screw you we got it we're going to turn it into something amazing we're going to make a ton of money and if you want it from us this is our price and the region had just got money from the province and the province was giving out money for homeless shelters and they have now paid 13.7 million dollars to house 40 people in a building that holds 150 yeah, this is who we're leaving our lives. This is this like, is the strategy right? that they've decided. It's all over the news. You can look it up. It's, it's CBC, everything like that. So all this is information that's out there. Did the they assign thing. your contract, or they closed? No, no, they closed, and like it, you know, it was almost like eight months later. Like it was like legit at the end of the day, right? A real kick in the teeth when you think about it. But the I talked to the client. I called them right away. They were all just like, "We don't give a shit." It's what commercial, like, so there's no speculation tax on that. We've moved on. on yeah. They were like, we've moved on. Like, we're, this is great. They did really well. Right. They were really happy. But the main thing was just like, that's what the region does when you've got, when you've got, so what, what do we learn money. here? We buy properties that the government wants and we sell them back to the government. That's what I did. I called TK right away. And I was like, TK, like, <laughs> let's call that guy and see if we can find him another deal. But this is what it is. So this is, these are the things. So again, back to COVID things, you know, things got shut down. There was a lot of issues. Not good enough for the elderly, but the homeless. Yeah, we can put the homeless in there. No hmm. big deal. Just the homeless. Right. Right. But, but okay. So um, do you think that it's going to happen again? And do you think that um, we're going to have to deal with this? Or do you think that- again? No way. Yeah. No one's buying no. into this crap. Nobody's buying into no. it. Right. No. Thank I think God. even if it was legit this crazy. time, not, not to say this time, I'm not going down that road, but yeah. even if it was legit, yeah. I think people are so fed up. Yeah. That or they not. just wouldn't acknowledge that, it. Take my chance. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. Remember the fear mongering from Italy and Spain and all these places. Like we're all sitting at home going like, I'm I'm going to like wipe my hands clean after I get gas. Like that was a pretty intense point in time. So that, you know, oh, there was shit. a lot of things happening at that time that made us a little bit more susceptible. What about the older Nowadays, people that were like that. brainwashed and went mental from all this? You don't think that they're like got their box of masks ready to go and they're yes. like ready to lock down when they tell a them few to? People, but so, not, not... so what's going to happen? Like all the uh, middle kind of 50, 30 year olds are going to revolt and say, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to go wherever I want. And uh, yes. that's it. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you No imagine? businesses will close down and it'll Nobody's just be closing. like we're open for and, and and then the government won't behave the way they did last time like they forced people to close last time do you remember yeah. like at the beginning that guy with yeah, the pizza restaurant or last the wing time was place? The one in a hundred year event if it happens oh. twice in five years i think the outcome will be different 
the outcome will and, be different. Yeah. So let's say, like, let's play this. What it goes on in Daryl's mind. Let's say yeah. this this happens. Save right? me. Yeah. <laughs> I want your mind to be studied one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, do, while you're still alive. <laughs> Fake and phony law services. How may I help you? Um, I'm just asking for a friend, but what would happen if the house caught on fire during construction? Would the buyer still be responsible to close? Hold, please. How may I, um, assist? Um, my, my, my friend, um, Julian had this situation and there was this fire um okay can, can you elaborate on this situation electrical fire <laughs> that's a gold mine insurance lawsuits against god politicians tell me more Ooh. thank you mr lawyer i just had a brilliant idea Please subscribe and do interest rates come down really fast, rapidly if we're all locked up again and then do housing prices rip like, yeah, I hope not. Well, well, well OK, fine. But what what are prices going to do with the pause? Like, what does this pause do? Like, think, let, let's even think about reality again for a second. We've just paused, right? We've added all these things into the mix now with, uh, you know, $3 for London, Ontario to build 2000 houses and HST or GST. And, uh, like definitely some planning stuff is, is happening right now that are, that, that are going to add more units quicker to the mix. Um, what, what does happen in the next little while, right? Like what does happen? We just paused last time we paused, everybody went mental and started buying real estate again. Like it was going out of style. So let's say we learned our lesson this time and nothing happens. CPI is going up in the States and here, right? And so even interest rates holding will push CPI up because all those mortgages like that that are affected in CPI haven't hit the CPI yet. And gas prices are going up. And now Trudeau's like pointing the finger at the grocery stores fucking finally because those prices are just going yeah. up and up and up. So, so, so like... Where where's the relief and what 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 actually happens next? What what doesn't force them to drop rates soon? Like, how can this keep going? Like something has to give, and it doesn't seem like prices are just going to crater all of a sudden because there is the demand there for the houses. Did you I guys? Think. Did you see any of the interview we did with the um, insolvency trustee? Did you that we did on our A channel? Bit, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so what we were trying to get at with him is like, is housing the issue or is it the solution? And it was like a 50-50 answer on both sides, uh, depending on the person. Um, but what he was saying is like, it's normally they try to start their own business. They fail. They're personally guaranteeing a certain percentage of that business. And then he's like, then it goes all on credit cards at 22%. And then they got a car they didn't need at a ridiculous you know, car loan. Yeah. And then it forces them to sell the house. Right. So I just wonder, like, what at what point are people I'm not saying it's the failed business necessarily, but just the expense part where it's like, OK, I got to figure this out, then this out, this out. And you're seeing it right now, like the the convo, the condo inventory coming to the market 
it's a lot of investors trying to liquidate. Right. That's what's no, the scenarios that you're seeing? Like when you say investors liquidate, like they're they bought them recently, they bought them pre-con 10 years ago. What are you seeing? Most of them aren't recent purchases. Those guys are still hanging on. They're uh, hanging on because they, the they got the long thing. But um it's the it's the I bought this six years ago, I got a variable rate, I'm losing two grand a month now. It's in rent control. I can't do anything. The tenant's a nice person, but like I have to sell this. You right? can't hang on to this thing anymore. It doesn't make sense. This is um, the problem. And if you really look at the the Toronto condo market from twenty from like March twenty twenty until now, prices haven't changed that much. They went down, then back up, then down, then back up, and they're kind of like so. I'm listing a lot of condos now from people that purchased them in twenty twenty, like early twenty twenty. They're kind of worth what they paid for them. Mm. But and, if and... you bought freehold property in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, it's still even though we've had the the drop off, it's still worth a lot more. But that's not the same that's for condos. Insight. Yeah. And so we, um, we've been getting calls from people now. There's um, a couple of projects that are closing soon. So people are looking at a signing and I'm looking at, you know, some of the deals just to see if there's any, you know, if there's any help that you can give these people and the answer is no. But like even 2018 condos that were sold, mm. some of them still aren't worth what the people paid. Pre-con? Yeah. 2018 right? even some of the 2018 ones where they were paying a premium at that time for that unit yeah they were probably still... what 2018 was like 1200 bucks a square foot maybe depending on where it is downtown 13 downtown yeah. yeah 13 yeah yeah so it's like peak you know 2018 it was like the newest project da, 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 da. and like i'm just looking i'm going wow 2018 so but that what you just explained made sense is it wasn't five years of growth since then it was only two years of growth and now it's plateaued. It went up and down, up, down. And, and here we are. And now it's coming up to close and these people need to find a solution. Right. I mean, the solution so, is sell it for less than you bought it for if it's pre-con, because I mean, the assignment market is not moving. No, no, no. The bottom, bottom line is you're forced to close or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or, or lose wow. deposit or more you, or whatever. Yeah. So how many people are like, trying to get rid of the assignment know that they definitely can't close and are in a situation where the only way to deal with this is to close how do you close some most of them still can like i can tell you from having the my main youtube channel i get a lot of people calling me and uh, and one of the conversations i've had the last basically all this year is like tom can you help me assign my condo unit and i'm like not if you want to sell it for a profit yeah. And at my conversation with all of them, it was like, close on it. Do everything you can to close on it because yeah. you're going to take a big loss if you sell this right now. And not just that, it's going to be very difficult to even find a buyer. Yeah. So, but do, don't and people can't want to can't, do that? Get, like, no, but don't people want to do everything they can to close on it before they yeah, give but up? But they're going to be negative cash flow like so much. Like most of them, it's it's private money because even the appraised value is going to be lower. They got to cover that shortfall. Then they've only got 20% down in the initial purchase price. So like, you know, there's not much other equity there. Then it's uh, how much is the rent? No, rents are helping people out, I'm sure. Like, what are your your scenarios right now? Like, are rents not like bailing some of these condo investors out? Some of them, but not all. Because just the if they had a variable, the rate's gone up so much higher than the rent that it's it's not getting anywhere close like still like if you bought in 2018 for 1300 bucks a square foot mm -hmm. at the time what was an interest rate in 2018 three percent i don't know Good are market. you probably banking on that now it's 5.5 when you close on it or six yeah the rents have come up but you also overpaid 
at the time for that property, hoping it was going to be worth that or more when you closed on it. And it's right. not. And it was negative cash flow. Like you knew it was, was going to be 500 to 800 Everyone bucks. buying those was Geniuses. buying as a spe speculation, right? Like no yeah. one yeah. thought they were going to cash flow from day one with 20% down. And if they yeah. thought that, they didn't do their research. No. No, no, they did the their research. The rents are not bailing out the pre-con guys. But what about the guys who are resale? So like they've owned the unit for a while. Yeah. They're now like, you know, like the best are these uh, no rent control buildings. If you got no rent control, then I, every year you get to try to, like you had a 23% increase in your rent. So that's the thing. And that's the buildings after November 15th, 2018, if, if they were completed. Renters need to know this because they're going to be shocked when they get their rent increase. But yeah. you know what else falls in this category? The thing that we've all said we need so bad and we're building more of it is those purpose-built rentals that are yeah. owned by Rio Can or some corporation or whatever. You know, I have a team member that lives in one of those. Yeah. She's got her third rent increase. Yeah, and it's fucked. gone up a thousand bucks in three years. Yeah. So it, I know they're helping the solution here, but like <laughs> you're not winning any yeah. way here. And in the example that I gave of like, I've never sold so many properties this year that were tenanted. Right. And mm. and Tika, you know, selling mm. tenant properties is much more difficult than selling an owner occupied or a unit that I can stage and make really 100%. there's all these different variables, right? Yeah. That that go around it. The buyer has to move in. If they don't want to sign the N11, there's all these different things. But at the end of the day, I'm selling a unit that's currently helping someone rent. And because of the the rules around it, I can only really, for the most part, sell it to someone that's saying that they're going to move into the property and live there for a year. Right with the N12, unless they're willing to sign an N11. So what I'm doing is I'm selling a property that was a rental and I'm giving it to an end user because no investors are buying the resale condos right now. So it's actually making it worse down the like for everything that's happened since the beginning of 2020, who's actually gotten it the worst? Renters. 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 I mm. think landlords, to be honest with you. I mean, ten tenants too renters too no one feels bad for the landlord yeah no but you feel yeah. Yeah, yeah but some of them Especially are like if they've really been the good for people. a while no but they'll make up for that with their appreciation and stuff oh, but it's come the, on there's the good people that got into good deals that all bought. of a sudden no it's not only novice investors there was bullshit going on in the market man people got manipulated and 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 made bets based on the the recommendations of the government or Bank of Canada, like that's separate. Like, but people listen to their forward guidance because we're all supposed to like listen to that at certain points in time, apparently. And so people made bets, even in businesses with with loans based on the prime rate, that the lo the loan would be cheaper for longer, right? And so all kinds of people got bamboozled or their timing got fucked up because they didn't have extra time. And yes. People will say, yeah, you're stupid for listening and you got to make sure and blah, blah, blah. But like things have changed so drastically. No one ever could have seen this coming. People thought like 200 basis points was insanity. We got 450 and it's not done yet. There's no fucking way they can be done yet. Unless something crazy happens they can't cut rates because CPI is still growing and there's nothing to stop it, right? There's nothing to stop CPI from growing on the current trajectory. They didn't do anything. If anything, they're throwing more free money out there and just disguising it as, 
other things, right? Or tax breaks and stuff. Like, so what happens with the shortfall? We talked about that once on the show when, when TK, I think, brought up this HST. Like, you keep giving all these subsidies and tax breaks and everything. We're already behind. The, the, the government's, like, bankrupt already. So what happens? You print more money. And what happens when you print more money? Inflation, right? So if we're stuck in this inflation loop and we think that rates are going to come down and the good days are here again, like things are going to get worse is I think the reality and, and, and who knows how bad they get. Like, cause it's not, like you said, it's not an inventory problem. Even the biggest inventory or, 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 or supply versus demand buffs are now going like shit. There actually is some inventory and nobody's buying it cause it's shit, right? And overpriced shit, right? So like the end is nowhere close to in sight. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that doesn't mean that the market doesn't like rebound cause it's fucking not even close to tied to reality in any way here. Is it? Well, if if it was, it wouldn't perform the way that it has. Like if it was just tied to income, which is the argument that you see most of the times in the YouTube comments, I agree with that. It shouldn't be doing what it's doing. Right. Right. But a lot of people have chunks of money. They're not me, but someone does. Lots of people do that are that are buying and buying and buying. And I agree with you. Like I I think it's gonna be a much different market for longer than maybe we expect. Yeah. And like Tika, you know, as well as me, like in our industry, we're more optimistic. And I think it's because we have the mix of like, yes, we see the numbers, but we're also having the conversations. It's not like my phone isn't ringing. It's just ringing for different reasons now, maybe than it was before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm meeting with sellers now, because even though I know real estate agents are seen as the people that are propping up the market, I'm literally spending most of my day trying to convince people that their property is worth less than they think it is so that we can actually be part of the 20% of the new inventory that sells you're on, the, right. you're on the listing side. Yeah. If so you're a buyer they... agent and you have to pump the market all day long, but if you're in the, if you're representing sellers, mostly you have to give people a dose it's... of reality. Well, so That's how my how, conversation every day, how mm -hmm. often with the get with uh, your team, TK, do people get like their, their uh, price from the agent and then they just disappear? And, and uh, is that happening more now? Disappear. What they're, what they're getting is they're getting reality. Yeah. And then they're saying, well, I don't need to sell. I'm not in a rush. Right. I don't disappear. think it's a good time. Well, yeah. great. Back in 1990, when the market crashed, it took five years for us to hit the bottom. And then it was 12 years until 2002 before that price came back up to the peak of the 1989-90 market. So as long as you're willing to wait until another 12 years goes by. So if 2022 is the peak and the, the next one will be 2034. As long as you're okay to wait till 2034, hang on to your property. I'm not here to tell you to, to sell your property if you don't want to sell it. But if you're telling me you're going to be selling and next year it's going to be better based on nothing, based on you speculating that real estate only goes up, I'm here to tell you that next year could be much worse. Yeah. I actually had five think, years of declines. The last I time think there's happened. some people that are going to sell now out of fear that shouldn't because they could afford to keep it. And it's going to then in the future stop them from being able to get back into what they had. I really do think that. I don't know what price they're going to do, but worst case scenario that we've seen is that 1989 example, right? We drop off for five years, then we have five to seven years of slow growth to get up to that point again. Mm -hmm. 
but R- real estate prices happen? have gone real estate prices have gone bananas right and just to sort of talk about some of the stuff that Daryl was talking about the rate increases we've already had like they take 12 to 18 months to to come into effect so we are just now seeing the effect of the 1% raise back in July 2022 we haven't even seen the impact of the rate so i it believe CPI will start to come down that's and just I believe another that the, story. That the, the economy will start to change and that we are going to start to see inflation get under control based on the rate hikes we've already got. I don't think we've got any more rate hikes in us, one or two maybe, but as far as a massive increase, there's no way they're going to lower rates because if we if they lower rates, the differentiation the differential the differential between the um the current rate and the and the uh, terminal rate is what brings down inflation. So right now we went from a quarter percent to 5%, right? So this was this 4.75% increase, which has been able to fight the inflation that we've got right now. If we go back into like a high inflationary environment and we we drop the overnight rate to like four or three and a half or whatever, we might have to raise it another five points again in order to be able to fight inflation. And they know that. So there's no way they're going to lower rates. Not a chance. Anybody who's hoping that is dreaming there's no way they can make that mistake because it'll lead to a much worse scenario. And I think rates will be like this for a very long time. I think they're going to keep them here until the economy goes through a, a whole cycle where we can see the whole cycle go through, which is going to grow and then it's going to shrink. And we're going to get to the point where we go, okay, I think it's over now. It's the only way that they're going to beat inflation. But I definitely don't think that they need to, just because the CPI numbers are going to continue to fluctuate, I definitely don't think that raising rates is necessary. They've already raised them enough to the point that um, all the other terminal rates, if you look in history all the time that the terminal rate ended up um, being the terminal rate, so they weren't raising it anymore, it was always higher than what the CPI number is. And we've already gotten to that point. Right? Did they did they have like the last time that this data was mined? Was there like a world war? Was there like a currency war? We, we had everything. Was you had the Great Recession. You had, you had lots of different data there. Um, the um, it's all bullshit. Uh, it's web, all bullshit. The dot com era. All that type of stuff is there. So there is there is lots of there is lots of data there, and I think that it's a really strong point that is out there right now is that rates are they don't need to go up any further. That's right. They they don't need to go up any further. No, the, no, the effect it, just hasn't happened yet. We're yeah. still so, another so, twelve months away before we see how much but, the economy, and we're already seeing cracks in the economy. There's tons of cracks in the economy. It's not just CPI. You look at jobs. Look at all the other issues that we've got right now. There's tons of stuff that's going to be showing its uh, ugly head over the next twelve months. Who's feeling the pain right now? Right now, people with variable rates, variable rate holders, people with HELOCs, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So they're the actual ones that are feeling the pain. And that's what we've talked about. And yes, we can go on the extended amortization rant, we can go, but we've done that before. So what I'm thinking now, and this is something I've talked to my team about, is like, we got to pick up our phones and call all of our clients and say, hey, just out of curiosity, how long do you have left on your fixed rate? Okay, what's your rate today? Okay, what's your payment? Okay, let's say rates don't change in the next two years. What's your payment going to be then? Let's run those numbers for you. Just so it's not like an, a crazy shock. Do you think that's something that you can handle? Because that's going to be the thing. Like there's a lot of people, all the people that were loving all this. And I ran polls on my channel, like asking people like who want to keep seeing rate increases, like what situation are you in? And it's usually people that are renting because they want the prices to come down, which I understand, or people that are not impacted by the rates raising because they have fixed rates for three more years at 2.5%. Mm-hmm. But we're people, not the states. When those think- come up, 
People think that rates or rents are going to come down when rates no, go down. No, no, no. They're they're currently, they're renting, currently renting, but they want to buy. Like oh, these people that yeah. want the market to drop for the most yeah. part, it's because they want it, they want it to be affordable for them. Sure. Right. Yeah. Sure. Self interest. The yeah. people right now too. So if you've got Absolutely. a fixed rate, and this is the other thing that again. I'm in this camp, okay? I do believe that we've got more pain in the market. I do believe that prices will continue to fall for the for the short term, definitely. And so people who are going to be renewing their mortgages, who buy, let's say it's 2013, 2014, so 2018, 2019, five-year fixed mortgages, right? They're going to be going to their bank and they're going to say, I want to renew. Tom already brought this up. What's my new payment? 6%, Jesus, that's that's way too much. They, they had a 25-year mortgage. So now they only got 20 years left. They can go back up to a 25 year. They can go up to a 30 year. They've got options to control their payments. They're really not in that much trouble, mm. you know, unless they took on second, third mortgages and all that kind of stuff. But most of those people are all variable rate holders. Like, mm -hmm. right. So TK, just your, variable rate holders that I think are going to be. In your day to day right now, do you feel like it's a market with a lot of pain in it? Like yes. the conversations you're having with set, like you can start feeling that it's, it's coming up for both, weeks. Yeah, he's been sides. talking about yeah. it. Both sides, yeah, yeah. Weeks yeah. and weeks now. Yeah. now I, there's other people who aren't. So I'm dealing with people too, who are just like, and that's kind of the issue, right? It's why it's why the volume is so low right now is because you got a bunch of people who own their houses outright, no mortgages, fixed rates, small mortgage. Okay. Comfortable, no big deal. And they're just like, I don't need to sell. And I'm just going to hang on and see what happens. I, I think what's happening and what, is going to keep happening. And I think I said it before, but it's, we're going to have a K shaped recession. Okay. We're going to have people that are making tons of money. Okay. That have gone into a, a, a different field or into a different business that is booming right now. Cause there's plenty of them. Okay. And then there's people that are just dropping off the earth and giving their keys and disappearing and going bankrupt. And like, those will, that's just going to keep widening. There's going to be like, cause I don't know, don't, don't you guys know people that are killing it right now? Just ab if not in real estate, right? Everybody in real estate is getting fucked, but there's people that are absolutely killing it and people that are absolutely getting hammered. Like in my group of friends, I have people that are going, I feel they're going from like up here to down here. And I know people that are going from like here to up here and people going from here definitely down to here like it's all over the place right now and it's so it's so like even you look retail like retail commercial sales are up and vacancies are down and everybody's talking like oh retail is the place to be right now you should look at some retail and like what happens if they do start closing restaurants again they're saying it's all attributed to restaurants booming now and being so big and i mean you've been to a restaurant they're they're pretty busy right they are busy they're super busy so fuck can you imagine like all these people are like buying retail stores again and they're baking all these restaurants and let's say daryl's not crazy, just for argument's sake. Because okay, hold I, on, let me get there. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Will yep. you allow okay. it? Can All right, I'm there now. Load it up. Go. Okay. And they do try and lock people down. Okay. And some people that own a business are told, like, you better fucking close your doors, guys, because that's what they do, right? I mean, don't forget the the trucker convoy. That was a forced closure. Okay. Like by serious force okay like trampling women in wheelchairs with horses 
force. And so, so why <laughs> why is everybody so certain that they won't up the level of force when everybody starts going, yeah, fuck you. We're not wearing masks this time, you dumb fucks. Like, and you really think we're going to fall for horse. this shit again? What? You're going to go with your horse? You're going to fight yeah. back with your horse? No, but yeah. seriously, like, y- y- did you think that that was a possibility last time? Did anybody guess that rates were going to go down to zero and so what are you trying to say? You're saying that it's possible that there'll be another lockdown? What the or fuck? Or did I miss man? the point? Yeah, I guess you missed the Yeah, okay. no, you got the point. I think okay. I'm being clear. There could be another lockdown. What are people okay. going to do? What if what if that happens? Like are seriously, everybody did before. Whatever I'll get it was my, before, uh, we'll get our serb checks it. again. Going to get we'll the just pump checks. some more money into the economy. We'll all be good, right? But, Which they, is they, also going to happen again too. When this cycle finishes and we get to the point where things are really bad again, and then they start deciding to to use quantitative easing again. Those serve checks are coming back. No, it's UBI now. Else. UBI, having, or, but haven't you seen it, like there's municipalities that are already voting I know, in UBI? I know, right? It's 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 these are all these in are Ontario. all the things that uh, are 100 going to come back again in the cycle. So hmm. long term real estate's a great investment, guys. Just let's end the show with long term buying real estate's a great idea if you're in it to be there for another 20, 30 years. You want to live in it. You want to touch it. You want to rent it. You want to visit it. You want to go in the country and you want to see, sit on your dock and look at the owning real estate's a fantastic yeah, investment. It's so never been bad. Better now. Oh, but yeah. if you're thinking about making an investment and making money in a year and flipping it over and having all these great Don't ideas about it. and it's easy money and someone's promised you a great return, then take a second, go talk to a few people, watch some YouTube videos, figure out what, you know, may or may not be so true about that particular situation and take your time before you, you put your money into real estate. It's definitely not one of those type of investment vehicles. Never has been. TK, we just went firm last week, bro. How can you say that to me? And when do you plan on getting your money out? Next no, year, I'm just joking. Before? Listen, but there's right? there's deals out there is really the point that I'm trying to make, okay? Because there are people that are hurting out there and stupid in, in our case. We got lucky. We found some dummies that own the best fucking piece of land on earth but like there are actually some deals out there if you get the right person at the right time and there's lots of situations out there right yeah. i mean we see prices we see examples of people taking ginormous hits on some we all ignore those and they get absorbed into the average price but some people are taking like yep. half a million dollar hits or even more depending on the mm-hmm. price what's of the, the biggest thing, one right? you seem tom just uh and oh, like bought and then sold at a much lower price or any type of stuff like that. Yeah. Honestly, in, uh, in central Toronto and downtown, th- those numbers aren't as uh Twitter worthy as they would be in outer markets. Right. So I'm not seeing a ton of that stuff. It's mostly that they bought in 2020 and they're selling the condo. I just had one. So I helped a guy sell his condo in midtown Toronto. We ended up selling it for 640. It closed yesterday. Mm-hmm. He paid 686, not with me mm-hmm. in March of 2020. Ouch. Yeah. So closing um, costs, fees, closing all that costs, kind of stuff. Fees, everything. He just He's took out. the loss and, and wanted to get out, right? Yeah. Are, yeah. Daryl, in your world, are you going to be impacted by the new Chow uh, like mansion tax, the three million plus, or is that just residential? It's just residential. Okay. Well, it's residential. It's hook, definitely right? going to, in this building yeah, in particular, to... it's going to hit us hard for sure. Not us, but the people who buy from us. Yeah, because it's starting next, early next year. Right. right for oh, me i'm point, gonna transfer point. on the on the on the unit side yeah, yeah right yeah. i'll transfer in two months or under two months but they're gonna transfer four years from now and it will definitely be in that bracket where they have to take a hit but mm-hmm. 
the whole purpose of that tax is because they know that like it's not going to change anything for those people. Some people may make a different decision, but there'll be somebody right there to to take it. Like, mm-hmm. but it's Darryl, absorbable. It, it's like be, everything yeah, else. What are your options? Is, are your options? is $3 million a lot of money today? That's the fucking problem. No, and that's what course, I keep trying is. to get to. It is. $3 million is. is not a lot of money okay, today. Okay, but... To a, it's a, a lot of money for the average price million dollars. average person in Toronto. Yes. It's it like is. less sure. than 2% of the market. That's why no yeah. one had an issue with this. Right. That's right. exactly like we, it. Who cares? Just like when we brought in land transfer tax and the average price in Toronto was $522,000 and yeah. now it's $1.2 million. But that's not going away. Which so which it, the first time home buyer version of that needs to be amended. It's ridiculous that it's that's the max. The 8475 is the most you're getting off. But you know, let's in 20 years from now, is $3 million expensive? Or is that for a house? Like home price in central Toronto? In 20 Above years average, from but, now, but, yeah. but closer to average than it is today. Yeah. $2 million will be the average priced home, like all home types. Yeah. Average detached will be $3 million. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we have a big dip in the middle of it yeah. and, and it's 100%. a tough few years, Eventually, if, if nothing changes really on the immigration side and interest rates stay under what eight percent, because I think after that, there's a lot of issues that would that would sort themselves out. Mm-hmm. You don't think as we approach eight or even just stand pat that a lot of things are going to start coming out? Yeah, of but if now? they go, but if they go double digit, it's it's uh, oh, it's real God. bad, it would be would... real bad. Yeah, I would plan for We're it. We're not going double digit. Listen, never going double digit ever again. Don't We're never going to pay off these. That. We're never going to pay off these debts. Look how much money the government owes. Look how much money we owe. We can't even handle six percent. Well, then we better join BRICS, man, because if the United States wants BRICS to keep is not doing... going anywhere anytime no. soon, Daryl. If the United States keeps doing what they're doing and keeps spending the way they're spending on things that have yeah. nothing to do with their own country, okay, inflation will keep ripping. And when the U.S. raises rates and Canada doesn't, guess what happens to Canada, right? Our dollar goes to shit. And when our dollar goes to shit, guess what happens to Canada, right? And so guess why we're going to fucking do whatever they do? Because we have to. We don't have a choice. Or, or... We got to join BRICS because if you're stuck to the U.S. dollar, how are you going to diverge Darryl. from that? Darryl. We pause Bricks, and BRICS is just a distraction. Okay, it took it took no, aliens dec- are it took a dec- distraction. It took BRICS is for real. The U.S. dollar after you see that little weak alien. Are you guys mm-hmm. nervous about aliens after seeing that little guy? The guy in Mexico? Yeah. Which one? Nothing which to be scared one? about that. You don't know about the Mexican alien, Daryl? No, it's which one? I do. Which one? Is it the I heard something last what? night? No, I've been busy all week raising tons of money. Okay. Oh my God. Well, let's end the show and we'll tell you all about it afterwards. Oh um, everyone my else knows God. about it. Hey, can I just say something, guys? Yeah. I am so proud of both of you. Oh my because God. I mean this for real. Ooh. What you guys have done with this show, and you've been consistent. And you've crushed it and like you've grown so much. I remember early days, you would like really pester me, like, please come on the show. And now Every I'm week. like, when are these guys gonna call me back? You know, you <laughs> guys are big. Time. I'll even go in a skit for these. <laughs> Let's idiots book him in now. again now, yeah. 2025. I'll, I'll, right? I'll pretend to be a greasy realtor in right? a skit. I love so it. I just want to say, like, and you. and you know this because I read your comments. You guys have such a loyal fan base, it's so cool. And yeah. I don't know what change there but you guys one day just picked up and you've taken off and i think it's awesome 
Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. We, we, we think ch- just as highly of you as well. So 100%. keep it up. We're all yeah. working on this together. Yeah, I love and it. And we appreciate you coming on the show every six months. <laughs> yeah, I'll come whenever you want me. Under contract. Yeah. <laughs> now you're on the cast. So you're going to come. Uh, yeah. All, well, let's see how it, like, let, you know, lawyer. be honest. If you feel like it's not your thing, then no problem. But if you're like, hey, that was fun and people enjoyed it and the feedback was good, then yeah, we're uh, we're going to be putting out skits every week. Yeah, because Saturday Night Live brilliant. sucks balls. Good idea, right, Tom? I think it's brilliant. I think it's such a good idea. Yeah. We need to get our own Steve to start editing all of this stuff. Holy cow. No, you know what, though? It's a good That's idea. the Maybe most we fun. Have Steve ha- help out a little bit, too. Yeah. And we yeah. can call it the Tom Story Show Skits the Tom channel. Story Show Skits. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> awesome. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Thank you for Thanks, being guys. part of this.